This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. This half hour, I want to hear from you. 974-TALK, 974-8255. Text me, 770-770. Of course, I always want to hear from you, but uh, the topic this half hour... I'm I'm curious about your opinion on this because, of course, we've got Hillary Clinton. She has secured the nomination for the Democratic Party. And who knows, come November, she could be the first female president in the U.S. Now, here in Canada, we'll remember Kim Campbell. She wasn't there very long, but she was the first female prime minister here in Alberta. We've had premiers, Alison Redford, Rachel Notley. In fact, when you look across the country, there are a large number of female premiers, whether it be Christy Clark, Catherine Wynne, Kathleen Wynne in Ontario. But what do we really think about females as politicians in those positions of power? Shachi Curl is executive director of the Angus Reid Institute in Vancouver. She joins us today. Hello, Shachi. Hi, how are you? I'm well. And of course, I think as a woman, I'm thrilled to see other women doing well when it comes to positions of power, especially for so long, they have seemed like you had to be a man to be able to have that kind of power. But what were you looking at, especially when it came to people's perceptions of women in politics and especially when it would be in a position of power? What were you looking at? Well, very broadly, we just wanted to get a sense of whether or not people uh, see any difference between men and women when it comes to their abilities uh, as political leaders in in high political office and, uh, you know, whether or not we think it's easier or more difficult to be uh, a woman or a man in politics. Those were the broad questions that we looked at. And so you just released your data, was it just last week, Shachi? Yes, it was last week, uh, coinciding with the, the kickoff of the Democratic National Convention. Well, give me some results here. What were you finding? Well, what we found is that in Canada, because this was a poll of Canadians um, across the country, what we found is that, you know, for the most part, Canadians say that they don't see any difference between uh, a man's ability uh, to, to hold and succeed in high political office versus a woman's ability. They, they see absolutely no difference based on gender. In fact, 84% say that uh, uh, when it comes to which sex or which gender has the edge, uh, 84% say that uh, that neither have the edge and, and that both are equally uh, good and or bad at, uh, at politics. So that's, that's a fairly positive takeaway. You see a certainly uh, a high uh, level of gender blindness when it comes to that issue, but... The flip side to that coin is when you dig a little deeper and you scratch a little harder on the issue, what you find is that uh, we ask people, okay, well, that's you. What do you think society says about this? What do you think society thinks about this? And the same number of Canadians who say that they themselves don't see a difference when it comes to gender also say that society thinks that men have the edge. And this is very interesting and telling because it's one of these things where you then end up in a situation where, well, I don't see an issue here. I don't have a problem here, but all of my neighbors do. And that's really, in essence, what Canadians seem to tell us. It almost seems like that might be the more honest answer. 
you know, it's it's a way of asking a question that sometimes gets at a more honest answer, particularly uh, when it comes to issues of, of equality or, or society or where people might feel like they need to give a, 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 a a correct answer or a socially acceptable answer. And so, you know, you ask it in a certain way and then you ask it in another way because sometimes, as you point out, it can be a bit more telling. Have you looked at research from other countries? Because, of course, we've got Angela Merkel in Germany. We now have a a new, like it or not, the UK prime minister. She's now female. I'm not saying like it or not. I'm saying maybe she sort of was thrown into it with Brexit and everything else. But yes. do, you, do you know how societies in those countries feel about female leaders? They feel about the same. So in the United States... Um, it's it's a little bit lower. Mind you, those numbers are from Pew Research, and they are from about two years ago in 2014, before Hillary Clinton was dominating the national stage uh, to the effect that she has been. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, those numbers may have come up, but they were about 75% who said that they didn't see a difference between men and women compared to 84% in Canada. In the UK and in Germany, the numbers are a little bit more in line with, uh, with what... Uh, um, with what uh, we see in this country. But there's some also some, some very telling things uh, from this study. First of all, we do acknowledge that uh, it is easier for men to get elected uh, than it is for, for women. And, of course, that's one of those undeniable things when you look at representation right. in this country, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're fairly realistic about that. But then when you ask, well, do you think, for example, thinking about Hillary Clinton specifically, does her being a woman help or hurt her candidacy? Um, You know, interestingly, women are more likely to say that it has no impact or it's more likely to hurt her. Men of all age groups, much more likely to say that it's helping her. And so you see a pretty significant gender divide on some of these issues. And what's, what's notable with that gender divide is not that there is one, because whenever you ask men and women anything about the battle of the sexes, if you will, you're always going to see big differences. Mm-hmm. But what really stood out to me was what's going on with the younger generations, because we may have this this conventional wisdom narrative going through uh, our conversations, or we may think we know what older men are thinking versus what younger men are thinking, but it is the age divide among men and among women that's very, very interesting. Older Canadians, be they men or women, more likely to give women sort of the the advantage or the benefit on a lot of attributes of political leadership you know who uh, uh, which po- which kinds of politicians are more open and honest both older men and women are more likely to say it's female politicians uh, which ones are more likely to, to work uh, for the betterment of society they give that to women uh, who's better at being more persuasive or standing their ground they either give that to women or say it's a wash among younger men younger men are more more likely to either say that men are actually uh, more able in some of these uh, particular attributes of political leadership, or they're likely to say that uh, men and women are equal, but they are less likely to actually give women the edge on some of these things. And so what do we take away from that? You know, the, 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 optimistic view is that okay you've got these young men they've grown up in a in a fairly 
gender neutral environment you know their their girlfriends are much more likely to be going to university than any other generation their moms are more likely to have gone to work than any other generation maybe they're just not seeing gender and does that mean that that we are going to uh, see them go forth and and be much more supportive and egalitarian about uh women's representation in politics or should they be mm-hmm. that's what that's one view on it yeah. the other of course is you know, if these if these are the guys who are not necessarily seeing a, a, a problem or an issue with underrepresentation, then uh, is it enough to simply say, "Well, I don't see a difference in gender, and therefore there isn't a problem"? So, some some very yeah. interesting uh, uh, dynamics coming out of this data. What we don't necessarily have are definitive conclusions, but we're able to kind of hold some of these these. Uh, these uh, results up to the light and say, well, what does it all mean? Well, and that's just it. And you're you're in the research game and the numbers game, so I guess you can look at it either way, especially when you go back to younger men. I wonder, yes, their, their mums probably worked out of the home, their girlfriends are going to university. They've been equals throughout all their their years of development. And so maybe they just see that, okay, now that we're, we're so equal, um, I, I think that men really ha- are the upper hand or men have, uh, could be more open and honest. Like they're not, as you say, back to the gender blindness, they're not seeing it as men and women. They're just seeing it as your ability. It could be that. It could be that. And so what does that mean and how does that play out for the next generations of both men and women in politics? Well, look, one of the things that we also took out of this data uh, was that younger men are among the most likely of of any age group uh, uh, among their gender, certainly more than middle-aged or older men, to say that Uh, you know what, I actually care about the issue of women's representation in politics, and I think it's a legitimate issue. And they're saying at a much higher rate. Now, that's not the majority. It's still less than half. But it's still a much higher level of younger men saying this than, say, older ones, uh, for whom, say, only about a third think that this is even an issue important Mm. enough to be talking about. Do you wonder, we, we talk so much, especially going back to the younger men, they have grown up in an education system that seems to be so focused on making sure we get more women into sciences, making sure that women are doing well in math, like so much focus on the opposite sex that they're growing up wondering, wait a second, what about us? What about me? I'm just wondering if you can uh, read anything in your results that would show that they feel like maybe they're being left behind and too much focus is being even made on this conversation, this topic. You know, it's a good question. It's not one that we necessarily measured the answer for. So anything I say in this realm would be a bit of speculation Mm -hmm. or extrapolation. It's not like I can point to some conclusions in the numbers that speak to this. But at the same time, it is something that we hear about, and it is something that's sort of discussed, is has a focus on ensuring that girls are coming up and coming along um, in terms of uh, their schooling and opportunities and employment 
empowerment and confidence actually had the effect of leaving boys behind. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the answer to that. I think that there there are psychologists and sociologists who would have uh, more more in-depth uh, thoughts on that and certainly uh, deeper studies on that. But what I can tell you is how it's starting to come out in terms of public opinion when we look at some of these issues of gender, politics, and leadership. Yeah, and especially when you ask, what do you think society thinks of women in yes. politics? Indeed. Yeah. Shachi, I know I, you only had so much time for us, but I'm glad you've started the conversation. We appreciate this. My pleasure. Anytime. Sachi Curl, she is executive director of the Angus Reid Institute in Vancouver. A, a couple of things I take from this is that, well, when she was saying older men uh, tend to see women, uh, their benefits in politics when it comes to being open and honest, working better, to come to agreements, their persuasive tendencies. So that's, she said, in the older demographic. And yet when they looked at younger men, they found that they weren't as keen to say that, oh, I I think men would do just as well, that they were the ones who would be siding more with the men. And I'm not a young man, and so I need to pick the brain of the young and the old men and the women, anyone else who's listening, 974-TALK, 974-8255. Maybe we are also coming to a point, yes, Hillary is going to, has been, you know, the one who has broken that ceiling when it comes to politics and could be going even further if she becomes the first female president. But maybe we are slowly coming to a point in time where this isn't even a conversation. I've always believed, even with Justin Trudeau, when he said that he wants to have the same number of male cabinet ministers as female, I've never liked quotas. I think that we should get to a stage in our society where it still is merit. I know there's lots of areas where we need to improve that, but that we have strong female leaders, whether they be in businesses or in politics. And it would be nice to think that we get to that point where we don't even have the conversation of, you know, if the question is, do you think men and women make equally good political leaders? Someone would say, huh? Uh, I just want to see what their policies are and how they get the job done. 974-TALK, 974-8255, text 770-770. want to have a few minutes here in this half hour just to talk about the people who take on the roles of politics in our country. I'm Angela Kokot. You're listening to Calgary Today on News Talk 770. Back after this. Calgary Today with Angela Kokot, Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.